It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. I'm flying solo on this one. Amanda is currently at TCA. What are, What is TCA? TCA is a television thing where people go and talk about television. <laughs> is it an annual event? Because I feel like it happens ten times a year. It happens twice a year. Twice a year. Okay, Once for right. fall, but it, but it lasts like two and a half weeks or something. Okay, that's probably why it seems like it's happening like 10 times a year constantly <laughs> yes yeah. um but this episode is not tca it is for once upon a time in hollywood actor mike moe who plays bruce lee and me and david b- both saw the film which is it's a very interesting movie i thought right? it was great yeah it's very I, interesting it's, it's different i think than a lot of his other work quentin tarantino yeah. not mike um yeah, yeah. Because it's really a hangout movie, and it's not very hangout movie. Like you just chill. Is that what? What? what do you... I thought so. Yeah, I thought is that a term? Scene... Hangout movie. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like Richard Linklater makes hangout oh, movies. Okay, you know, that makes sense. it's okay. kind of people having a good time, talking, shooting the shit. Like it's a like a slice pod... of life. It's like a visual podcast. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because it's just basically about what they follow Sharon Tate's character. I don't want to give too much away about that. But also, they touch. Like, it's not a secret that there's like a Manson element in it, right? Because it's Sharon Tate. Is that well, a secret? No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sharon Tate has, you know, is you know embroiled in this yeah. history, this Hollywood history with Charles Manson, yeah. and I feel like the interest in those murders has really upped in recent years. Oh, because of those the Zach. Uh... No, is that that Zac? That wasn't Zac Efron, was it? Well, Zac Efron, but that wasn't Manson. That was um, Ted Bundy. Okay, I get but, I get my serial killers confused. I'm but sorry. there was um, a season of American Horror Story where they recreated the Manson murders, uh, and with Billy Eichner as the as Tex. Um, oh, it's a yeah, great... I remember that. Okay, okay, okay. And, uh, but I just think there's general interest in, in general around that. And by the way, a quick deadline plug, Mike Fleming, our uh, editor-in-chief, gave yes. an, a really incredible interview with, with Quentin with yeah. about this movie. And uh, it's a really interesting piece of work. I, I yeah. love the movie. And then in, in the movie, Mike plays Bruce Lee. And if you don't know who Bruce Lee is, <laughs> then I don't know what to do. Uh and icon. He's, 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 he's a iconic, legend. Yeah. He's an icon, and and he's a, not only in martial arts, but you know, in pop culture. Um, we kind of d- dive deep into his portrayal of uh, of Bruce Lee because of his past, like 
Bruce Lee's past portrayals. They're, they've been, you know, either problematic or not enough, not too much. And I think with Mike, he just wanted to honor a hero of his. Yeah. yeah. You know, listening to your conversation with him, yeah. with every minute that went by, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, Mike, mm-hmm. was the perfect person because for this so role. Because he's so zen and like, he's like so thoughtful. And the the fact that he just said like water, which is basically mm-hmm. a, a Bruce Lee, you know, saying, like he said, he just wanted to flow like water and just kind of fill this kind of space where he's supposed to play this or he plays this icon. And and we talked about, of course, we, we touched on the stereotypes that, that go, go along with, or not the stereotypes, but... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, yeah, you yeah. you you asked a great question about just how martial arts oh, is, yeah. can be uh, sometimes a caricature, mm-hmm. especially in American culture. Mm-hmm. I grew up thinking of like you know martial arts as you know karate being that, kid, yeah, yeah karate kid, kid yeah. yeah, and it really is a kind of arts, and uh, it's it was great to hear his perspective because, on that as somebody who ha- who yeah. owns a martial arts studio. Yeah, he is for for everyone who doesn't know Mike Mo. He he's actually a martial artist, and he owned. And I didn't know he 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 lives in Wisconsin, and he kind of travels back and forth to L.A. He's a father of three, and he owns his own studio. And he was, I think, he said he was a martial artist first, and then kind of like spilled into being an actor. So he knows his shit in terms yeah. of martial arts, and I think he was the perfect person to embody this role. And we just we really did talk about how he got he mentally prepped for this role how he prepared for the criticism that he would probably receive and just you know just playing this icon in this very vast tarantino tapestry of an old hollywood film he's only in uh i think two scenes Uh but one of the scenes that he's in is in the top three scenes of the entire film, oh, like it, it's one of the great moments, I think, of the movie. It's, is it the one where he show? It's it's the one well, they show in the trailer, right? I I have not seen the okay. trailer. I, I like going into movies as fresh oh, as okay. possible, as I you know think our podcast audience likes yes. going into it knowing very because you should just go see it. It's the type of movie where it's almost impossible to spoil because not a ton of there aren't like really any There's, twists yeah. in the movie. There's just fun moments yes. that I think are uh, great to see. And there is like things to spoil in the movie, especially. Well, know. I try not to. I don't even like to say here this part can be like oh, yeah. spoilerish, just because that way people can go in fresh and just be you know enjoy. Yeah, because the like there's one thing I want I, I want to say, but I always avoid saying it because I think it will spoil the movie. But so I won't say it. But it, it's I think it's an interesting movie, and I think Mike's portrayal he did justice to Bruce. I think. Uh, and I, after talking to him, I do an- appreciate how thoughtful he was of not making this a, a, a typical Bruce Lee kind of, you know, a riff on Bruce Lee. Because he said he studied, like, for two months. Yeah. Uh, and he's known about Bruce Lee for, for a long time. So, But Mike Moe is great. He, we look forward to seeing more of him. He's very zen. He's very Super chill. Super nice guy. Yes, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, here is Mike Mo. Mike Mo, thank you for coming on to the New Hollywood Podcast. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Yes. Star of the, the upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This, this episode will come out right before, but... You know, we, on New Hollywood, we like to kind of get into your origin story, hmm. and um, so you're you were you are a martial artist, mm-hmm. but 
was it like being were you a martial artist first and an actor or was like acting always like in, in the cards for you? How, how did that, how, how were you balancing that in your head? I think it was both. I uh -huh. mean, I was very um, affected and very influenced by pop culture as uh -huh. a kid, you know, as a, as a, you know, Asian American kid, my parents didn't speak English uh -huh. very well. So what did I learn from? I learned from TV shows, uh -huh. movies, video games. Uh -huh. So, you know, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Street Fighter, all these things. Uh -huh that made me want to be those characters on the screen. So, oh. you know, I was always performing little shows for my family and doing the moves. So it was a little bit of both, but the first thing that I formally got into was at 12 years old, martial arts. Uh -huh. Okay, um, so your, your parents immigrated here, yes, correct? Yes. So you're, you're first gen. Mm -hmm. um, did you go through that typical immigrant talk with your parents in terms of your career, you know, how a lot, you know, <laughs> you know, there's that typical talk. Like we talk about this with all of our guests. Like surprise, yeah. you know, we have a lot of people of color, a lot of immigrant from immigrant families, sure. and it's always the we want you to be a lawyer, a medical field, doctor, engineer. Did you? Were your parents? Was your family supportive of you when you said you wanted to go into acting, or was it kind of a like a push and pull kind of thing? Yeah. So I have an older brother who's you know seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. So I really credit him with taking the brunt of a yeah. lot of that <laughs> burden, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was very much like, you know, he was the first son, and mm -hmm. my parents, you know, Korean American. Uh, mostly, and then they they said, hey, this are the expectations, this is our idea of success and what we want you to follow. And then I came along seven years later oh. after, you know, they had kind of gotten used to the States and what it was like. And I don't know if it was me not putting as much weight into what they wanted me to be or if they just knew, like, oh, he's not going to follow what we're going to mm -hmm. say anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was definitely that push, like, planting ideas yeah you're going to be a successful businessman uh -huh. you're going to go to you're going to go to business school and you're going to become whatever it is uh -huh. so when i told them hey mom and dad i'm going to go out to la i'm going to do this thing it wasn't no it wasn't upset it was uh, uh but how are you gonna how are you gonna support make yeah, yourself because yeah, yeah. i think for a lot of you know asian parents they not everything but i know like there's a little bit of like how can I talk to my friends about how successful yeah, my, no, that's exactly, my kid yeah. is, you know, and, and I totally, to them. <laughs> totally and, you know, and in the most endearing way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I did feel that. But I'm glad that now. Now they're cool with it. Of course. So, you know, I, I, I I'm sure everything would have worked out had I not, you know, been had any success. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, we're all on our own path and they 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 supported me ultimately. Yeah, I think with immigrant parents is mostly like they'll get mad like even when i wanted to be a journalist they they were like all okay what's plan b yeah and I, I was like there is no plan b <laughs> but like you said once you showed them that you can make a living off of this right and they have this tangible thing where they can see oh he's actually successful and that's yeah. the thing i mean i think that this that's why representation is so important mm. because our parents didn't see people that were like us mm -hmm. or that looked like us having that success. Mm -hmm. So why would, why, you know, what would give them any idea that we could do it as well if yeah, they didn't yeah. see it? So now that, you know, all sorts of people are busting through now, now hopefully their parents can see, oh, well, Nino's doing yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know, Mike's doing it. Okay, yeah, I can see you can do it as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that I, I really want to know kind of, these i guess second generation kids like if they're going through the same thing as we mm -hmm. did or if, you know their parents like parents who were born in the states or like asian american you know uh 
you know, kids who are now having kids, you right, know? Right, right. Like, I wonder if they're pushing them to be more of the, like, I, I haven't heard any stories about second gen because I'm, I'm, you know, we're first gen. So that's, yeah. that's a whole different narrative. Well, yeah. I've got three kids and what I Oh, can yeah, tell yeah. You, what are you going <laughs> to do? What I can tell you is because I've seen firsthand mm-hmm. um, the pressures that first gens can mm-hmm. go through. Yeah. Um, you know, before I had kids, I was, I had this idea like, yeah, my wife and I are going to have kids. All three of them are going to be super high achieving. They're all going to be world championship caliber martial artists, mm-hmm. kick-ass machines. And yeah, there's no two buts about it. Yeah. But now that I have the kids and I'm you know, living as a dad and seeing these people grow into like, you know, some days I wonder like, whose DNA is that? Oh yeah. You know, and some other days I'm like, uh Oh, they've got that trait of me. Oh, I got to watch out. (laughs) But now I'm like, look, I don't, I don't care what they do. Mm -hmm. I don't care as long as they have a passion for what they do. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to instill in them. I don't care what your profession is. Mm -hmm. Don't think about what your profession is. Think about trying to be the best in the profession Mm -hmm. that you can be. Yeah. Because if, and I tell them like, look, I don't care if you are a computer guy. I don't care if you're an actor. I don't care whatever job mm-hmm. you can find, you know, great success, great happiness, as long as you are feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. and you feel like you're making a difference. And you know, if the money, the money will come if, if those things are yeah. happening. Oh, have you put them in like mar- any martial arts class? Cause they're of that age, right? They, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. four, six and eight yeah. and I actually have my own martial arts school. So oh, okay. the tuition's free. So, mm. I mean, you got to put them in, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're cool. I mean, um, they, they all have their different traits and I'm, I'm super happy that my daughter's actually the one that's going to oh, kick dope. everybody's ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like an assassin. She looks really cute on the outside, but, but she'll kick you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wait, you, you grew up in, in Minnesota? Right, St. Paul. Okay, how was how the Asian community there? Like, <laughs> like well, how, was my, the, yeah, yeah, how was your experience kind of growing up there as, as Korean-American? Yeah, yeah, in my suburb, I yeah. was, I think in my class, I was the only Korean-American. Mm-hmm. I think there were other... Um, were there other Asians? There were other Asians, but and there were a handful. Uh-huh. Were, they, and, were, were people all like, oh, do you know each other? <laughs> like, are you all no, really? yeah, <laughs> totally. All that stuff, like, you know, looking back after having spent a great deal of time in Los Angeles, now I look back and like, wow, that was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? of course. You know, yeah. like people like, oh, you know, do you know Dr. Kim? <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? That's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And even older, like I remember when, you know, my wife happens to be um, Caucasian, mm-hmm. and um, I remember just she didn't understand Mm -hmm. she doesn't she doesn't see color she just we were holding hands like when we just first started dating and we we pull up to this parking lot and there's this big truck Mm -hmm. and it honks Mm -hmm. really aggressively and they're glaring at me oh wow here i am with this you know with this woman who's Mm -hmm. not who's not who's not asian and she's with somebody that's not of their kind or whatever and she was confused Mm -hmm. and i said no um you don't understand Mm -hmm they're they're angry they're not angry Wait, so this was in, in yeah, Paul, yeah 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 like like in in a in a nice neighborhood whatever so yeah i mean I, I, stuff like that never like surprises me but it always affects me you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. so it's very interesting but contrasting i love the midwest don't mm-hmm. get me wrong people are great for the most part mm-hmm. but you know there's still some growing to do oh I mean, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. i absolutely. mean it's like me growing up in texas it's just like 
I was one Filipino, like, you know, there was like one other Filipino, like in the whole entire high school. Yeah. And they're like, oh, are you guys related? Like, <laughs> it would always like, be uh, that. What, what are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they'd be, I always get confused for like Hispanic sure. or Latino or I've gotten like everything. Yeah. Like someone thought I was Indian. Someone thought I was black once. I, people are just ignorant. Hey, like, like, like fine art. You <laughs> yeah. don't always know. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so when you first came to Hollywood and what was your experience in the industry? Like what kind of roles were you auditioning for? What kind of roles were people putting out for? Like, what was the landscape like when you first started? Here? So yeah. I I knew coming in, um, you know, I, I didn't come from Juilliard. I didn't mm. come from a, a hugely, you know, rich acting background. Mm. So I knew, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, naive about it. I said, hey, I need to use my martial arts skill to put mm. my foot in the door. So I started with, you know, I paid my bills for a long time with ninja commercials. Ninja you know? commercials, and I'm not even I'm not even uh, ashamed about it because that was my plan, mm. and I wasn't. And I and part of the plan was I'm not d- gonna do this mm. for a long time. I'm gonna use my skills. Um, and I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna cut my teeth, mm. and while while I'm doing that, I'm gonna study acting. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna get really good at that because at the end of the day. Uh, although I started off as a martial artist, like I want to be an actor. Uh-huh. That's what I want to do. So uh, that's what I did, and you know, I, I I'm very glad I made a decision early on, and I told my agents like anytime I got uh, a role that did an Asian accent or anything, I just told them like, look, don't send it to me. Okay. I'm not gonna do it. Um, and luckily, you know, I've played a waiter, done some stuff, and as an actor, there's a fine line. Like, look, you need to work, but at the same time, you want to do work that's gonna push you forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been I've been very fortunate to to have a, a pathway to where I am mm-hmm. today. Do you remember what was like kind of the first major thing that you booked that you were like, "Oh, I'm so excited." Oh, sure, like mm-hmm. when I first got here, I think it was 4 months after I got here, I landed a, a show called Common Rider, which is like a a Japan a really popular show in Jap- Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they adapted it kind of like what they did for Power Rangers. Okay. And um, I did like 20 episodes on it right mm. o- right off the oh, right nice. off the bat yeah, and yeah. i got my sag card and here i'm thinking like wow this is pretty easy mm-hmm. i i get to town i get my sag card i, I got my own trailer blah 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 mm. you know but then after that wrapped i didn't work for a year mm-hmm. because i thought it would just come to me yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that you know that year was very educational mm-hmm. you can't just sit back um and, and you know looking back like that was acting class for me. I look back at some of that stuff. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I thought I was good. I was not good <laughs> <laughs> at all. But um, yeah, it's great. I, you know, even the things that I'm bummed out about, like I'm starting to see, like I'm thankful for those mm-hmm. moments because they, you know, I teach, I teach my students in martial arts. You either win or you learn, mm-hmm. you know, if they compete. You go out there and, you know, you should respect yourself for putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. challenging yourself and win or lose. You're going to you're going to come out of it if you can find a learning aspect from it. Yeah. Well, speaking of martial arts, it, you're in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Premiere was last night. Yes. I'm still coming off <laughs> the uh, excitement of the festivities. And it comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I, I, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, it's very interesting. And mm-hmm. um, but when you first got a hold of the script, yes, and you got the call and say, "Hey, do you want to play Bruce Lee?" Yeah, 
Well, first, let's see. What was when you read the script? What was your reaction to this? Or did did they send you the whole script? I, or just I your, didn't your get. Part? I didn't get anything. Oh, you didn't. They wouldn't send me anything. Okay, so they, they you just went in. Be like, I'm here. I went in. <laughs> I got the material, uh-huh. and then I had like twelve hours or something uh-huh. to prepare my first audition. Oh wow. Yeah, very secretive stuff. Oh okay. But so like when you did start filming, did mm-hmm. you like slowly realize what the movie was about? No, I mean before I okay. I uh, signed on and before I filmed, I. I had an idea because I was at the table read with mm. the whole okay, cast. Okay, okay. So yeah, I had I had an idea mm. and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm gonna tr- we're gonna try not to spoil anything on sure. this on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, what was your reaction? What, what was last night the first time you saw it or were, first time? Okay. So how how was that? Like, uh, I mean, as I mean, you're in a Tarantino film. <laughs> that's that's uh, still sinking in. I mean. Yeah. Um, I've been a fan of Quentin's work for a long time. Um, and also just like, you know, who's not a fan of Brad or at least knows really well of his work. Like just to be able to work with those two mm. yeah. in this project, um, really great. And they were nothing but gracious and welcoming and helpful to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pinching myself over still. Yeah. I mean like in the, in, Wait, so like in the movie, this is not really giving anything away because it's shown in the trailer. Right, right. You know, you and Brad Pitt's character get to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that like fun? Like, what, so was it both of you for real fighting? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was us. I mean, we did a lot of training and, um, you know, Quentin was adamant that both of us do the but, fight. We, we both had our stunt doubles and they helped us immensely throughout the training process. Uh-huh you know, working the choreography, training with them. So it took an entire team effort. Oh. But yeah, that's me and Brad up there trading trading it. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. when to go back to your point, like when I first found out how Bruce would be involved, I was like, whoa, this is this is uh this is heavy stuff because Bruce is to me he's he's yeah, he's a, he's legend. To me he's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's um it's 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 an undertaking mm. for sure. So when you when you saw the movie, what like, what was your reaction? Like, what do you, what do you hope, or what did you get out of this movie? Like, there's a lot going on in the movie. Yes. Like, what did you get out of it? And, you know, how do you think, you know, you mentioned a little bit how Bruce Lee kind of factors into this, like, really elaborate ho- old Hollywood tapestry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the film is about 1969, mm-hmm. and... um you know, Bruce at that point hadn't kind of become the global superstar that we know him now. Was it like, that was like Green Hornet? Green, at Hor- yeah. Green Hornet days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, the fact that he was on an ABC show, mm-hmm. you know, before he was doing these big movies, that's kind of cool to think about. Like, wow, he was just kind of like, that was a big breakout role for him yeah, on, yeah. on TV. So, you know, he's finding his way. He's trying to make his mark. And, you know, in my studies of Bruce, like, look, I know him as the legend and so many people do, but you really learn like this guy, you know, as he's like, for me, he's the goat of martial arts yeah, and action yeah, of actors. Course. But you learn like, look, he was human and he had, he had challenges in this industry and he had to break through so many misconceptions, so many stereotypes, um, you know, even with Kato, like wearing the mask mm-hmm. and being the sidekick. So, um, I think it's cool that Quentin put him in the film because he's a big part of 1969. Mm. He's very iconic, and you know, I think you know. I kn- I know for a fact Quentin has a love for Bruce, and it's you know a lot of love for sure. Mm-hmm. With 
so like with Bruce Lee, I mean, he's of course he's an icon. Um, I only could imagine kind of the pressure you were under. I mean, how worried were you like when you were like all, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was exciting for you at first and you're like, oh, you get to play Bruce Lee. And then kind of when it sinks in where you're like, oh, oh shit, I have this weight on my shoulders now to kind of do good yeah, by totally. this like this legacy. Look, I yeah. mean, um, anytime you have, you know, Bruce Lee in a film, people are going to scrutinize it. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, I felt some pressure, but at the same time, um, I was excited to get to work because this has been a dream of mine to to be able to do anything Bruce related for a long time. And he's he's a hero of mine. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, he nobody nobody can be Bruce. Yeah. So I just I just got to work and did the best I could. And, Mm. you know, hopefully people will see that work that I did put in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, you know, because Bruce Lee is this icon, this legend and. Like his likeness is used everywhere. His yeah. mannerism, his mannerisms are him. Like mm-hmm. we see him, and like even in the movie, you know, you mentioned that he was the only Asian in this space, this yes. like space that's predominantly white in TV and film. Mm-hmm. And there are times when he comes off as a little bit cocky, but it's kind of like he had to be that way, right? Look, you think so? I mean, he he was cocky yeah, in the yeah. best way. I yeah. mean, like. I think he did need to cut through a lot of yeah. that that bull, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So absolutely like if he was just this docile, oh, you know, like the stereotypical quiet, yeah, yeah. right, then yeah, who that. would know who Bruce Lee is? Yeah. Nobody. And I mean like he was he was funny, mm-hmm. he was he had this sharp wit about him. He was so charmingly cocky Mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't like a douchey cocky it was more of like a you know like all hey i'm here and i'm here to take my space because this is belongs to me totally totally and you're right like he he had to cut through a lot of that Mm -hmm. that noise Mm -hmm. and and i don't think it and and for sure it wasn't him playing that up he Mm -hmm. just accentuated that part of his personality that's already there Mm -hmm. because we would have all been able to tell if it was a phony act that he was putting on he was he was authentically bruce Mm -hmm. With um, and you know, of course, like his mannerisms, they're they're a little bit outsized, you know, when he, especially when he's working out, and you portray that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of impersonations of him that come off far too much like a caricature, like in film, sure. and TV. But like I said, that it was just him, you know. Yeah. Um, how mindful were you of that when you were doing this, like? You know what kind of line were you? You were. I, I would imagine you were kind of straddling this fine line and like being Bruce Lee and not going too far, but like getting there, you know, like kind of staying in that pocket. Like how mindful and thoughtful were you of just kind of paying homage to this, to this man? Right. Yeah. And you know, you're right that there is a fine line. Mm. It could. It could, especially in a film helmed by Tarantino, where the unexpected is expected. Yeah. It could totally be something that's you know, a little too much. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm glad that I had a good two months Mm -hmm. to really, really, really dive in. Otherwise it would have been just like, okay, give me the script. I'm cast two days later. I'm filming. That's all you could do is Mm -hmm. go off what you see. And since I had two months, I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to learn every single aspect of the littlest details of his life and when you can do that deep dive as an actor some of those things just manifest Mm. like when i was watching it last night for the first time 
I remember, wow, I don't remember doing that movement or I don't remember thinking about do this or do that, but I just saw it and, and I think it came out and it was just me being in the scene, you know, doing my best to channel him. Mm -hmm. um, and um, did you do, yeah, were you, like you were mindful of it and like were there moments where you were just like, okay, what were you trying to avoid when you were portraying Bruce Lee? I don't think I was trying to avoid anything. I mm -hmm. think I just, um, every, every time I would uh, get into character before a take, mm -hmm. I, would, I would do, you know, this, this thing. You can't see me, but mm -hmm. I'm, you know, doing this, this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. his, his move, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I always just repeated the mantra, be water, because. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's you know, him, yeah, 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 yeah. Be water, like, mm -hmm. Quentin will throw a, a curveball, and you gotta go with it. You mm -hmm. can't say, well, I thought of it this way. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on this set, so. Yeah, it was expect the unexpected, and mm -hmm. I was prepared. Um, and you know, it's it's a Tarantino film, so there's gonna be, you know, some unexpected things, mm -hmm. and there's gonna be some controversy regarding the film and whatever. But for me, it's like, hey, I'm gonna focus on doing Bruce, the mm -hmm. best Bruce I can do. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a martial artist, and martial martial arts is like largely, well, it is like largely, a, you know, an Asian, you know. Discipline from origin. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's oftentimes, you know, attached to, you know, the Asian culture and, mm -hmm. you know, and like I said, and a lot of the times it's, there's a character of it and it's yeah. almost made to be silly at times. Right. 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 And you know, you're a professional martial, martial artist. What is your perception of the representation of martial, martial arts in Hollywood and the association association with the Asian community? Cause Almost like every action film, there is some sort of element of martial art. And with like Shang-Chi coming out, yeah. a lot of people are excited and also a little bit, okay, what, what, what are they going to do? With sure, this? sure, sure. So like, like when do you think martial arts becomes a stereotype and when does it also honor the culture, especially with how it's so loosely lo used in Hollywood now? I think, um, you know, I do kind of wrestle with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be a martial arts action, you know, guy. I want to be one of the guys like, hey, if there's a, the martial arts acting role, I want to be that guy. And it's not because, you know, I want to fall into a stereotype and that's an easy thing that I can get cast in. Mm -hmm. It's just, I just happen to love martial arts. And it's what you do. I yeah. happen <laughs> to be Asian. And yes, I do fight against like, look, not all Asians. I, I get upset when people like just assume I know martial arts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'd like to think like, oh, he carries himself like a martial. No, yeah, they're yeah. looking at me and they're saying, oh, he's Asian. Yeah. I wonder if he does yeah, martial yeah, arts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we definitely have to fight against that. But at the same time, like, if there's something to be associated with Asians, I think I think it's super cool that people associate yeah. something that's so badass. Mm. With Asian people, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and or um, good at math. I'm horrible. I am also <laughs> terrible at math. Like that is why immediately, like mom, dad, I can't follow what you're saying because you're making the incorrect assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm good at math. Yeah, yeah. But and, yeah, the, yeah, those kind of. I mean, I guess it's a good stereotype, but you know, it is this thing where you know, like when, for instance, when people start. Like the one thing when martial arts comes out, or like the topic comes out, the the one thing a lot of people impersonate is the crane kick from Karate Kid. Sure. Which is like, oh, okay, 
you know, yeah. that was in 1986 or whatever, and it's kind of bullshit, and you know. Totally, and, yeah. I, and for me, like, I go through that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I live in a small town. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town doing martial arts, yeah. being one of the only Asians, so of course I've heard it all. Yeah, yeah. I've, you like know, the wax I've on, wax doubt, off. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, <laughs> I like, you know, super cringe and super eye roll. Yeah. But, you know, it's I leave it to my responsibility to like, teach them like look not every you know i mm. happen to be asian mm-hmm. but i you know not everybody does this yeah. everybody has their own thing what you see isn't really what it is totally like, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of people don't realize it's it is a discipline and yeah and i don't know if you have you you know i come from the midwest so i used to have like this angst like oh well people are making a certain comment or a certain action towards me because i'm asian american mm-hmm. but and I and I get offended a lot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how dare this person say, "Are you related to this person?" Or do you know martial arts? Or wah, you know? Yeah, what yeah, 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 You know yeah. what I'm saying? I used to get angry about that, mm-hmm. but now I look back, and because I've been been able to travel, I've been able to experience life in so many different ways, and now with my perspective as a father, like a lot of it comes from just not knowing better. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. Some people, yeah, absolutely, they have some. They have some venom and they they have some hatred and mm-hmm. you can tell. But some people are just being silly mm-hmm. because they don't know any better. Yeah. yeah. And then when you call them out on it, which later in life I started doing, then, then they they're realize, like, "Oh my god, yeah. I'm so sorry." There are those people who have that vitriol with like with those stereotypes. They're they're out to attack you. Right. And then there's those who are just ignorant. And and at this point in my life, I f- I feel more pity towards that mm-hmm. than I do anger. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for you? So you 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 play Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Now what's what's next? Like well, what what other projects do you have coming up? So I actually had another movie premiere over the weekend at Fantasia Fest called Killer Man, which is um, uh, mm-hmm. starring Liam Hemsworth. Oh, nice. so that one's coming out oh. later on in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading scripts right now, uh-huh. so my team has been it's been great. Uh, anytime you get to work with Tarantino, I think it opens up of course the world a little bit. So uh, I've been having fun reading some scripts, uh-huh. and there's some stuff that. Uh, we're working out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm looking for another cool character. I mean, I got to play Ryu, mm-hmm. now what? Bruce here. <laughs> I don't know what's next, so we'll see. Um, is there? Uh, wait, oh, so would you ever want to direct, produce, or, or are you kind of like focusing on acting? I right used now? to say a hard no, uh-huh. but now, uh-huh. you know. Now, yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say, uh, well, I've been acting for enough. That I can just walk into directing because mm-hmm. now I know, like, I've seen Quentin direct, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, that guy has yeah. something that most people will never have, you know. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, never say never. Yeah. Do you do? Do you like do fight choreography as well, or a little bit? Okay. I mean, obviously, uh, to be honest, I enjoy doing it Instead more of like, than yeah. making it but i can it's uh-huh. not something like if i told you that i'm super skilled as skilled as i am in making it uh-huh. like an action choreographer because it's a c- completely different thing yeah, yeah yeah you know some people assume like oh well do you know you're a fifth degree black belt champ blah 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 yeah, yeah. uh you must be able to teach like, how to do it yeah yeah it's like, not it's like, it's like dance choreography it's not yeah. the same yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, there are people that can teach and there are people that can do and mm-hmm. they don't always intersect. Yeah. Is there, so like, of course, you know, you do martial arts, but is there a kind of role that you want to tackle that 
you know, you haven't in the past or that it's kind of unexpected? I would love to do, I mean, I've been fortunate to have roles that have nothing to do with martial arts. Mm -hmm. And those are actually, whether big or small, those are roles that I'm very proud of mm -hmm. because it's kind of showing, proving to myself, like I don't have to lean on kicking and punching mm -hmm. to book roles. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm looking for. I'll, I'll, you know, I have a ton of fun doing action and that's mm -hmm. like what, blood you know boils my blood oh. but i would love to do like a comedy just or a something? straight up comedy like, oh, or a straight dope. up <laughs> straight up drama you know mm. um now i'm starting to read for and be considered for like romantic leads which blows my mind which is a which big, is so so cool but at the same deal time for the asian community yeah too. definitely yeah. definitely we, we had uh, randall park on and we had this whole conversation yeah, that <laughs> yes. oh my gosh i mean i was already a fan of randall but yeah. after always be my yeah <laughs> no i think we were just talking about how the asian male is like kind of coming into it's this, coming cool yeah, it's yeah. kind of like finally they're right? like oh yeah we are not desexualized and you know when henry golding came out that yeah. that kind of helped a lot totally <laughs> but now i mean i mean guys he, he i i'm married but he's he's dreamy <laughs> yeah you he know? is dreamy <laughs> he is um well yeah and then randall came on and you know i'm not randall's a good looking guy and and he he's a romantic lead and now you know i, I think they're starting to catch on and be like, hey, you know, yeah, like yeah, Asian yeah. men are men who are hot. Totally. And, and, and like, showcasing. Like me. Some, <laughs> no, man. Hey, showcasing all sorts of different Asian yeah. men. You know, not just the dreamy hunky, but also the smart and sensitive and caring yeah, and, yeah. and badass or whatever it is. And they're not like, just nerds anymore totally. or, or sidekicks. And or, if they are, they, we can show that that can be sexy as yeah, well. Yeah, they could take off their glasses way. and then they turn hot. Right. <laughs> uh, Dino, why are you taking your shirt off? Right? <laughs> this is kind of weird. Okay, we'll roll with I it. I do that a lot uh, on this podcast, guys. <laughs> um, We, we like to kind of wrap up the podcast with this section called the facts where we just ask kind of these fun fun questions about your life we dive deep into it not really but um so like the first question we have is uh what was the last thing you binged um big little lies oh did you are you caught up with this caught season? up i i didn't watch the first season my you know i wasn't i wasn't like you know, Wait, so you just watched the second season, but not the second. first? I, and I got hooked episode one, season mm -hmm. two. So now that season two's done, mm -hmm. uh, I might You're go gonna back. You're going to rewind back. You're we'll going to go. Yeah. Meryl Streep in that. Oh, mm, God. Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so you played Ryu in a Street Fighter web series, right? Yes. I'm wearing a, a Street Fighter shirt. You guys can't see it. I wore it especially for you, Mike. <laughs> I, and I and I called it out, and I appreciated it. Thank you. And I feel 14% more comfortable in this room because of it. <laughs> but who was your player of choice when you did play Street Fighter? I, I swear I'm not just saying it. It was Ryu. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the fireball, you know? I could never get the fireball. I never right. had the dexterity, and um, when I finally got it, mm -hmm. that's the only move I would do. Because it's, it's actually Hadouken. on my Hadouken. shirt, right? Yeah. It's this. That, that's actually the Shoryuken. That's the uppercut. Oh, that's yeah. the upper. Oh, but yeah. no, because they're doing the uppercut. Yeah. I think there was another shirt where they're doing the fireball, and they have Yeah, that. totally. Um, which, which character did you refuse to pick or you know the hardest one to control do you think mm. uh, on the street um, i never really got into zangief the giant uh, yeah russian he was really wrestler. slow right? it was you know he's you know i'm i'm uh i like to use speed mm -hmm. in life and in games so mm -hmm. uh, you know he's powerful but 
didn't appeal yeah. to what I liked. <laughs> I like, you know, he was the halls of my like, but his his was he, he was a difficult one to control. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga, yeah. yeah, the yoga fire, yoga flame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So, which TV show or movie in your past or, or you know before made you feel seen for the first time? Ooh. Well, as one. much as I loved Common Rider. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was seen <laughs> on that. Um, or like a TV show that you watch as a kid or like, you know, in your, your formative years. Right. No, I think, like, I think... Um, like a character you related to. I think when people saw me as Ryu, like oh. that that kind of got won me some, you know, a niche, a niche of a, mm-hmm. a section of fans mm-hmm. that are loyal to that game. And for me, that felt like I knew it wasn't like a huge project, mm-hmm. but for my personal childhood mm-hmm. and, you know... I have so much love for for that and everybody that I um, got to work with, so that that made me see myself. Oh, okay. That oh, makes cool. sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you have a secret obsession, TV show, film, or otherwise, that people would be shocked at? Something that you like that people would be shocked. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to We're play it in to... my head like this is uh, so. I've seen a couple episodes, and this is not that I like. Mm-hmm. This is like train wreck. I couldn't stop watching. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand The Bachelorette. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, this is kind of like Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm, you yeah. like Jerry Springer because, like, wow, these people's lives are so crazy. It makes you appreciate your no, life yeah. a little bit more. And, and The Bachelorette makes me appreciate the fact that I never really – dated around a lot i found my <laughs> wife and i was like she's the one and i uh yeah if that's what dating is like oh man well today, well that's a, yeah that's oh god that, so that show yeah i i tried watching it a couple times too I'm let's like, talk oh. about something else um, <laughs> um so yeah we'll, we'll we'll move on for from your obsession with the bachelor no uh <laughs> strike that it's not an obsession i saw you know parts you saw of a couple episode episodes and i've and seen you, enough and I just, you were just like oh, okay i get it and people might be surprised <laughs> that i even dedicated an episode so it's i promise it's over um if you could play any other character in any other tarantino movie which one would it be oh in past releases yeah oh gosh or like even just like a favorite uh character that you enjoyed hmm Man, Samuel L. Jackson. I hope I get to work with him someday. Mm-hmm. But you know, Jules. Oh yeah, Rainfield of is, course. You know, he's, that's iconic. He's so good. Yeah. Um, and then we ask this question to uh, the final question we ask to all our guests: Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry that you know, like an actor, a writer, producer, or some sort of creator that you think even deserves more shine that they're not getting, you know, enough? You know, it, they're they're not in the mainstream, but you think that they could use more shine. Oh man, there are so many. I know I, you're yeah. making me choose one. Well, you could list, you know, as many as you want. Um, Just as long as we're not here for like look, an hour. I, <laughs> I I I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen Burning? Yes. Obviously, Steven Yeun is yeah, is, yeah. is not unknown. Mm-hmm. But, but I, yeah, I agree. His yeah. performance in that film, like actor to actor, mm-hmm. I messaged him. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, that was incredible. That movie, yeah. And, um, you know, he's he's on his way already. Obviously, he's he's super successful. But, I mean, I wish that kind of film could be seen by people that aren't looking for mm-hmm. Asian-centric film. Yeah, like yeah. That film. That film was gorgeous and uh, and, like, 
tragic and just so yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, I, I, yeah, he was great. Mm -hmm. So I, I would love more people to see that film. Yeah, but I think Stephen Ewan is. He was on our podcast too. Uh, uh, he's. He, People know him, but I don't think they know him enough and like kind of see his talent. Sure, yeah. yeah There's yeah, so yeah. many. There are so many talented people that you know. I don't. I hate to use the word luck, but mm. I mean, given the right timing, given the right preparedness, and and um, you know, circumstance. Yeah, that's the cool thing about you know Asian American media and media and uh, and all sorts of people. You know, mm. LGBT. Like there are so oh, many yeah. talented people that just don't they, get. Seen. They just need that thing. Mm that aligns with the stars and then that's it yeah 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 well mike thank you so much for stopping by thank you once upon a time in hollywood out soon friday friday this friday yeah this friday yeah. so thank you for coming by mike thanks for having congratulations me. appreciate it thanks Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.